A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Dare to be different. <gasps> you should, we should start doing that. You could say anything. Welcome back to 30 Freddy and Perishing. It is what the girlies are chatting about. At brunch tables, toilet queues, taxi cars, <laughs> taxi cabs, backs of taxis. The tube. The tube, changing rooms. Yeah, sinks. <laughs> sinks, yeah. smoking sections, the works. We're just a current girly affairs podcast. Yeah, talking all things... Girly. Cur- current and girly. <laughs> I'm Clara Kavanagh and this is Sophie Lyons. <laughs> Sophie motherfucking Lyons. <laughs> Welcome back. And we're speaking in English this week. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. We had some great reactions to the Homeland episode. Mm. I must say I learned a lot of Irish trying to do the episode description. I know, yeah. I think we actually should have had a, a, like a little bit of a lesson. Uh, sorry, if you had Google Translate in school now... Mm. It had everything. It was amazing. No, that translator is really I can good. safely say I could get like a hundred more points now in my leaving search. <laughs> I know. I wonder what it's like to study Irish now when you have all this technology to help you. Because don't they all have laptops now? Mm, and iPads and stuff. Where's kids? Anyway, Where's kids? Um, I learned lots of Irish and... Um, There's lots of singing. I'm getting a great response actually to the Resident Bar Sing Songs playlist. Oh, great. It's class. I need to go on to it. I haven't gone on to it. I listen to it. It's really good. There's a link in the show notes to the last week's episode. You'll get it in there. Fabulous. Yeah, it's just a good old... I can't listen to too much of it though because it starts to make me feel a bit homesick. So I have to... Yeah, music especially if you listen to it on a Sunday can have some very powerful... Yeah, so I like if I I got... If you get too homesick listening to that then I just turn on WAP and then I'm like, okay, I'm rebalanced. Wow, that's quite a dichotomy there. (laughs) It is, yes. (laughs) I'm multifaceted. And so we're going to kick off this week like we always do what we're loving and hating. J'adore and j'testing. And Sophie, do you want to go first? Love or hate? What's... I'll kick off with... Let's start with a positive note. Yeah. I'll kick off with the J'adore. I'm loving the resurgence of a Juicy Couture. I know it's been resurging for a while. Yes. But there's multiple women going around with Juicy on their bum again. It's on the rise. I saw a girl there on the... Or a woman on the tube and they were like tiger print of orange and pink tracks bottoms. And they had Juicy bedazzled on the back. And it, it just gave me kind of like a Y2K. Oh my yeah. God. And Pink I love and orange. It. Yeah, they were fab. The Hiltons are all wearing them. Like, I know you don't like know who Kathy Hilton is, but she's wearing know. them. Wow. But like, imagine if you hung on to your pair, then it would be great. Because I'd say I they're worth a lot of my pairs at home. Yeah, I'd say they, they'd be worth a lot of money. I love Juicy. I never had one. No, my sisters did. Did you have yeah. anything Juicy? Do you remember just being I had like, a handbag. Is that Juicy? Juicy. Are I... they still alive? Uh, in business. Um, they went into liquidation. Something happened, but there's been a resurgence. It and is. it's my favourite resurgence. Do you know what I still have those Von Dutch hat? Remember a the real one? Yeah. Where would you buy that, Brian Thomas? 
No, I got it in that, um... Oh, what was that shop in Stephen's Green Shopping Centre? Swamp. Well, they sell real Von Dutch. Yeah. Oh, it's in there. Yeah, I have a black and pink one. But I also got another one and it was like a zip-up hoodie and it said Hustler on it. And my parents gave out to me for wearing it and I was like, what's wrong with that? And they were like, well, there's a lot of undertones to yeah, the word you know Hustler. What that means. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I, I stormed off my room and started listening to... <laughs> Look at me, bitches. I'm a Hustler. <laughs> I'm Clara the Hustler. <laughs> and I like stormed off down to my room to listen to Dr. Dre. That's <laughs> very emo. But they're like explosive. But do you remember loads of stuff no one knew what it meant at our age? Like there was an Aber or it's an Abercrombie and it said, Is that a candy cane in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? And I was twelve and I got, Oh mum, can I get this? And she was like, Do you know what that means? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Christmas. <laughs> candy canes. Happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Sparkly treats. And she was like, no. But in Swamp, I got a matching, my, me and one of the girls got matching t-shirts and hers was white and mine was pink. And they said D&G, bear in mind we were about 13, said D&G and then it's underneath it said drunk and gorgeous. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. As a 13 year old. I had one and it was like, you know, the lines on a school board and it was like, I will not kiss the boys. I will not kiss the boys. I must not kiss the boys. I must not kiss the boys. And the knot was crossed out in red on all of them. I used to wear to Wes. <laughs> I feel like your Wes days were a lot more fun fashion-wise than oh, mine. No. But yeah, I'm loving it because it's so interesting that fashion is so cyclical. I know. And, and if you hold on to stuff. Yeah, it's worth it. It yeah. really is. Anyway, but that's my store. I love when stuff like that comes back. It's oh. so It makes clothes so fun. So fun and like velour is so comfortable. And just like having something like juicy on your ass is so stupendous. Stupendous. Yeah. So what are you jadoring? I'm jadoring, so we're recording this on Mother's Day and I'm jadoring Annie. Love my mum. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like we just had a little phone call there. My glorious sister Sophie who's back in Dublin with mum. She took her for a lovely little tour of the botanical gardens they're now currently enjoying a late lunch early dinner and I really wish I was there I know I called my mum earlier and I was like oh I wish I was with you today I know and no she's just such a great woman in my life always you know your number one fan she is gives you loads of like confidence and always is yes just so supportive and great and I love her loads oh you're gonna make me cry <laughs> but mums yeah mums are great so um yeah we're both very, very lucky, lucky with our mums very lucky. that hurt my heart <laughs> Right, to plunge into the negative. Go on. Mine is, so my test, I actually just experienced it on the Mm. way here, on tube. You know those people who are sitting opposite you or around you, and you might not be looking at them, but you can feel the stress and, like, anxiety literally coming off them, and their eyes are sort of darting? Mm. That. People (laughs) need to stop doing that on the tube. The tube is stressful anyway. Please, like, don't get on if you're going to panic other people. There's three people sitting opposite me and they were together and they were just like eyes sort of darting from side to side, like nothing sinister, (laughs) but just, it was, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Like sometimes I'm like, some people should just wear sunglasses all the time. Oh God. 
Yeah, because I find the tube is stressful. I know, and it is. And I think if you think about it too much... I've gotten into that rabbit hole before and it's not a pleasant place to be. And I just... If you're feeling uncomfortable, get off. I do it all the time. Yeah. All the time. I do it sometimes. Mm. Um, But that's my test because they're breathing the stress onto me. Yeah, it's contagious. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. No, I don't like that at all. I was on the tube there the other day and sorry, it was really, the Victoria line was really busy that you had, you honestly had to wait for like five tubes before you could get on one. And this guy, you know, that kind of like you're contemplating whether or not to get on. Yeah. So he was like, well, I won't take it on. And like it, it's waiting there for ages because people won't move That's their stuff so out mean. of the door. And then this guy was like, you could tell that he was just like, he was there before me. So he was like obviously waiting a long time. And he was just like, fuck it and he goes in and like he goes under so he's kind of like bent the shape of the yeah, tube yeah. underneath it but his he doesn't notice his bum is hanging out and he's like a normal shaped man you know he's just like a business anyway the door is closed but don't they close on his hips so his little tush is hanging out the side of the of the train and they're going like dong 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 oh, like beep, 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 beep. and they're like please move out of the way of the move door move your ass sir <laughs> like it was happening in front of me and then this girl was beside me and he finally like I had to like thrust his bomb into the carriage and then they closed and the dark or the tube drove away and me and this girl were like would you not just get the next Oh my one? god I'd be so embarrassed <laughs> you, I would get off. You've held up the Victoria line because your fucking arse was keeping open. It was just so like would you not just get the next one? You've now embarrassed yourself and now you have to like stand there with your armpit someone's head in your armpit and like being like, sorry about that, lads. I just held up the whole train. A woman would never do that. No, no. It was just the confidence was... That's absolutely right. torturous. Beep, 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 beep. Boom, boom, boom. Just <laughs> stop playing with the tubes. Yeah, and like you're... He was like 40. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> What's your test? I think you know what it is. And it was my test last week. I will make this brief because I'm so sick of talking about it. But the week I had last week... Of tech disaster. It was catastrophic. It was like, it was getting funny at this point. And like the more I tried to ask for help, the more I tried to help myself, it just the worse it got. And so I do apologize for the podcast being like, that's so on me. But like no phone, no internet. And then I was like working really long hours. You know, it's just, it was comical at this point. When you lose your phone, you need at least two to three days off of work to yeah. sort it. And a support group. There should be a support group. Yeah, you'll, you'll get talked to them on your iPad. Like lost, yeah, lost phones. I was anonymous. texting off my iPad when I lost my last. So I was um, meeting Mick for dinner and I, I didn't have Google Maps and we're like meeting in King's Cross and I was like, how the hell am I going to get there? So I was like, okay, let's pick a really like, don't pick a press or a, yeah. a, a Starbucks or whatever. So we picked the Harry Potter shop on um, in King's Cross. But then I had to go do my makeup. So I ran into a pub, got changed, did my makeup, had my laptop open and was like hacked into some Wi-Fi, like not even the pub's Wi-Fi. and was messaging him on iMessage being like, okay, I'll see you there. Hopefully I won't get lost. And then to my absolute amazement, I navigate, you know, you're in like the doldrums of King's Cross and I went up an escalator and I went up and the Harry Potter shop was right there and I was like, it's a fucking miracle. It's it's very... How much you depend on it is crazy. It's really uncomfortable though when you don't have something to help you. I know, but how do you survive without it? Like, it's so crazy. And then like, with my phone, I was like topping it up with data because we have no internet. So then my data plan ran out. 
and then I was topping up the wrong, my old SIM. Absolute nightmare. And then Wi-Fi luckily came on Friday, so then order started to restore, and then now my 3G's back. It was just one thing after the next, and when I actually, when I was listening back to our Paddy's Day episode, when I'm talking about the tech disasters, I have no idea how bad it's going to get. And it was like that COVID episode where we did our Christmas episode. And, and then... We didn't know what we was didn't down know the line. We didn't know what was down the line. And like, it's oh it was annoying gosh. then. But then I had no idea what was going. I was like, remember I was her hope in that episode? <laughs> I can't wait for Christmas. We were like, and everyone's going to be together. Yeah. And, you know, oh my God. Yeah, that's the worst because you don't know it's coming. I know, yeah. I've been charging my crystals now because like all, I was like holding on. I have a t- certain technology crystal and that's totally out of juice now. It can't help me anymore. What do you mean you're charging your crystals? You charge them under mo- uh, moonlight, especially a full moon. Give them back their energy. What? Yeah, that's how you charge up your Under crystal. moonlight? Yeah. Where like do you Like a full them? moon. You put them out like on your windowsill. Not outside like. Would you keep the curtains up? Um, no, I just shove them on the inside of the curtain. When you said charge your crystals, I thought you meant like with a USB thing. Oh no, no, That's no, very no. kind of, actually kind of feeds into the, the theme. <laughs> This week we are talking about cults. Cults, cults, cults. Because I started watching, it's on Apple TV, it's called We Crashed. It's about the story of WeWork. And I'd listened to like a podcast and read articles and stuff on the kind of downfall of WeWork mm. and the founder and all that kind of stuff. But they're doing a series on Apple TV and it's with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Mm. And the founder, it's there's two founders. This guy is, he's an extremist. He's like gift to the gab, blah, blah, And it's the whole story. But the whole thing is, is that WeWork kind of the like HQ staff, it kind of developed into a cult. How does that happen? Like, what kind of water cooler chats go on? So... And what, sorry, what style of cult? I know nothing. So, he's just bonkers. Like, he just has no fun. He has no money, no funding. They didn't even have, like, a building when they were doing loads of stuff. Like, they hadn't even fitted it out with the stuff they were talking about and pitching to people. Like, a spoofer. Like, the ultimate chancer. But, like, he gets people on side. And he's just sort of... It's that... I think it is the whole thing of drinking the Kool-Aid. They have, like, thank God it's Mondays. And they all drink loads. And it's all sexual then. There's, like, a closet where all the employees are making out. But as a cult member, are you automatically become a member if you're an employee? That's kind of what it came across as. And then it kind of is the downfall. I don't know how many episodes there are. I'm in the fourth. Um, oh, my God. It's really good. But they're just fascinating. Like, cults in general, I find them really fascinating. They really are. Yeah, kind of looking at people getting so engrossed into something Mm. and sort of have no ounce of perspective from what's happening outside. And they're just like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. And, like, I think maybe we should begin this by defining what cult is. So, it's a group of people with extreme dedication to a certain leader or set of beliefs that are often viewed as odd by others. Odd is a tough word. But it's true. <laughs> yeah. They're in a cult, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've watched enough Home and Away to know about cults. There's a lot of cults in Home and Away. And Sir. It's kind of like their lifeline if they can't think of a plot. They're like, I know what we'll do. We'll have a new little cult for everyone. It's like one of the staple storylines. That has been one for ages. I'd say we're overdue a cult storyline. <laughs> 
Anyway, Urban Dictionary always love cross-referencing. What I love want. Urban Dictionary. So, a cult is any organisation whose leadership uses mind control on its followers. Mind control is terrifying. Mm. But I just think that in, in looking at a few of these infamous cults throughout history, yeah. there's a lot of common themes. Okay. One, Hollywood. A lot of it happens in California. <laughs> wasn't Charles Manson like that it was a failed actor and he was kind of annoyed that he wasn't being, he didn't get accepted by Hollywood. He killed like Sharon Tate. It all seems to happen on the West Coast. There's a yeah. Hollywood glamour to a cult. There is. Kabbalah, full of Hollywood people. Oh, now, another yeah. key thing I've noticed about cults are there's either murder or, and or actually, suicide. Lots and lots of suicide. I think if you go Oh, cult, like as in kind of sacrifice. Human sacrifices, be it cult members or victims. Like they go on like a murdering spree or whatever. What? It's a lot of death oh. in cults. It really is very much like the serious ones. Yeah. Jim Jones, there was like 909 people. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't. Charles Manson killed like maybe 35 people, his cult. And then the last one is, other thing I've noticed is um they often take all your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a mad pyramid scheme. Yeah, and there's one person who has the cash. Yeah, and it's just all being... It's like much like the mob, the mafia. You know, it's just all paying to the top, paying to the top. It's really sad. Yeah. I was watching that yoga one. There's a yoga documentary on Mm. Netflix. And it's the same thing. They all get... Yes. Yeah. And then they're all working for free. And there's a lot of like sexual favours being exchanged. A lot of seedy undertones. Mm, yeah. Mm. But I think you'd wonder why, you wonder why people subscribe to cults or want to get into them. And maybe it's for like a sense of belonging. Like why are they popular? I'd say there is a community aspect that a cult brings mm. to an individual. Yeah. I would assume that's a huge part of it. Yeah, or they they just get the vulnerable. Yeah, they kind of hook. I'd say it's a specific. Yeah, on them. Yeah, on like specific personality types, I would say. Mm. But I'd say once you're kind of joining it and you're like, yeah, I kind of like this, and then you kind of have a group of people who like it as well, brings you closer together, and you have meaning to your yeah, you have this community. I would assume that's it. Mm. A lot. Sorry, a lot of them are to do with religious or aliens. So Heaven's Gate is a cult, right? Okay. And they were told that God was an alien. Bear with. In the early 70s, Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. They're the two (laughs) best names I've ever heard. Say them again. Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. And she looks like butter wouldn't melt. Well, Bonnie had a big plan. They went went on a road trip across America and found a group group of people they dubbed The Crew. Applewhite told his followers many things, including that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ, the end of the world was upon them, and that God was an alien. He encouraged them to give away all their money, cut off all contact with their families. This is weird. Cult members were also put on a master cleanse diet of lemonade, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup. That's the one Beyonce did. Yeah, in order to get rid of sexual thoughts. Beyonce did it to lose weight. For dream girls. For dream girls. So, and, and to maybe get rid of her sexual thoughts. Well, so Bonnie was kind of a health connoisseur. She knew about excessive to get extreme rid- dieting. Eight men volunteered to be surgically castrated. In March 1997, 39 members of Heaven's Gate donned dark outfits and matching Nike shoes. They drank vodka and ate applesauce and pudding that contained barbiturates and put plastic bags over their heads to suffocate themselves. When police officers entered the home, they found a line of bodies each covered with purple fabric. 
it was one of the largest mass suicides in the history of the United States. Interesting about the apple sauce and Marshall apple white. Do you think that has anything? I'm no detective. The <laughs> but... really, <laughs> the the specifics you gave there were so concerning and chilling. <laughs> the Nike shoes, apple sauce, and purple fabric. Yeah. And what, how many of them were there? 39. What a weird room to walk into. You'd be like, is there, could someone give me kind of like cliff notes on what this is? Exactly. The group believes that its members could be beamed to the next level in their living bodies. Oh, it's one of those things. Via an alien spacecraft. What are your thoughts on aliens? Sorry to digress. I think there's no way we're in this galaxy of galaxies on our own. I don't think like I know obviously being a human for all the stars to align and for the big bang to happen and for life to be created that's like a one in a trillion year chance of it all happening and the fact that like even in history that we're born where we are today you know that we weren't born as like a little amphibian in the dinosaur times do you know like we're here enjoying uber eats and iphones the fact that we're born in this time is insane so i definitely think aliens exist but i don't think they're in the hollywood way they could exist but we just can't see them do you know that kind of way like they might exist in a completely different form interesting or they they're in another we might be the only living species in this galaxy or in this solar system but like in the neighboring galaxy wants to say there's not life there if it can exist here it can exist somewhere else but i don't think it's like et phone home wow that was a really good (laughs) summary of your thoughts I do think it has to exist. Yeah, and you know what? But I don't think they're coming on their spaceship. Why would they exist in the same life that we exist? Can we talk about the depiction of them in the Spice Girls movie? Oh, yes. (laughs) I loved them. Yeah, they should have gotten their Oscar. And they're wearing like silver platforms. (laughs) I know, so good. Yeah, I loved that. But like imagine being so famous that aliens know about you. Like that was the power of the Spice Girls. You are coming up with some No, but really... that's, that, that was the point of them. Though. Was it? But like they were so famous. And they, they asked keep... for the autograph. Yeah, that like they were reaching the solar system. God, that was so... That's sort of a hidden meaning, isn't it? <laughs> <No>. <gasps> What's that called? Reading in between the lines. Okay, I'll take it. I'm going to start... Subliminal to... messaging. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What would you call your cult? I don't know. I, so when I, I was thinking about it, because basically when I was maybe 10 years ago, I would hear names of stuff and I'd be like, I'm definitely calling my child that. And they were really like sassy and camp because I know it's not fair to call my child that I'll, I would call my cult that. Oh my God. Okay. One of them was Champagne Forest. <laughs> I remember you saying this yeah. what, eight years ago. Years ago. I, I think I would call it like the Champagne Forest family. And we could all have champagne in the forest. Is that like the idea? Yeah. And that kind of aligns with who I am. Mm. You know, 
a lovely glass of champagne outside in the sun, I would say. I love yeah. the sun. Yeah, and you could have a lovely little hut. Yeah, just kind of clean living with champagne. And oh, I'd, I'd subscribe to this. Yeah, but all about sort of brewing good energy into the world and into other people's lives. That's what the Champagne Forest Foundation would. And what would your followers do? What, 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 how would we work for you? Just spread the good word. You have to give everyone compliments. Oh, yes. You have to give, like, when you wake up, you have to give at least three new people a compliment. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, labour. <laughs> that's your work for the day. Maybe there could be, like, a compliment hour where you just, everyone walks around complimenting each other for an hour. God, that sounds great. I compliment time. We do that the compliment corner. Compliment corner. In the forest. Oh, God, I'm just thinking visually what it would look like. It would be beautiful. I think it would be <laughs> near the sea, like near a lake or something. Yeah. So we have water. And I think kind of maybe the other labour parts would be maybe sort of building rafts or canoes together. Mm. Doing whilst, each other's makeup and hair. Whilst... Styling. <laughs> styling glitz and glam with champagne. It's kind of like a pared down version of the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio is what I'm going for here. And a less sinister ending. Yeah, less murder and drugs, more... Less sharks. More lipstick and glitter. Sparkles. Spar <laughs> yeah, so Champagne Forest Foundation is, will be established in the next 10 years. And what colour do we all wear? You know, you're in all white today, but... Oh, yeah, I'm wearing all white uh, subconsciously for the episode. <laughs> Which I was buzzing that you pointed it out. I actually... You look like Jared Leto. Clara pulled up a photo of Jared Leto and like we're rocking a similar enough hairstyle. Mine's just a bit longer because it's wavy and, and dark. Your, your beard is just a smidge too short. Yeah, I've just shaved my beard though because, uh, you know, it's it's go into, I want to go into the week clean. Fresh. Yeah, <laughs> turned. But I do look like Jared Leto. Colour. What about evergreen? Oh, I know. It would be um, a tangerine. Oh, wow. It's my favourite colour. You can would, only would feel... Would we not look like convicts escaped from prison? Oh, well, you've absolutely <laughs> ruined that. Yeah, that's so true. That Sorry. is so... Orange is the new black. That's so true. Okay, not a tangerine. <laughs> you're, you're Sorry, so I just have to rework my business plan. <laughs> You look so annoyed. I was like, oh, there. fuck it. Um, what about forest green? Let me blend no, into I think it's too dark. What about fluoro yellow or that top you were wearing last night? Oh, that's it. Like lime green. Lime, aluminum is lime green. Yeah. So we had a great time last night. We had a great time last we night. a lovely little dinner with your sister. And tell the listeners where I brought you. We went under... Don't her, say the name. I know, I'm well briefed. We went under Sophie's wing to her Soho watering hole, the hot spot for all the men, and it... For singletons. For singletons. And it it performed. It was it, popping, wasn't it? It was popping. There was like a good hour of just garage songs. It was amazing. They won me over. The music was amazing. Know, I remember hearing like Black Eyed Peas and like... Yeah. Would, and Mamma Mia was on downstairs. So the, it's so weird because like upstairs is like... With like each bar. level, you get a different vibe. It's completely... Completely different club you would never associate upstairs with downstairs no the downstairs was full of like what I would describe as like 17 year old guys who live in Clapham they were like, and I don't say this they were too young they were yilly I remember young looking around really. being like I feel like I'm on a teen disco and like there everyone was in all the men were in like those Patagonia oh, long sleeve t-shirts it just looked like loads of young little fuck boys and it was like oh god but then they were playing like what the Grease Mega Mix and Dancing Queen and all the young'uns knew all the words well I mean they're cult classics oi 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 
And then when you go upstairs to the ground level, then it had, yes, it was the Black Eyed Peas and like Rihanna, but then it was like that hour of like, they played Mystique. All I want is be with you. Na, 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 na. Oh, it was a class. It was really good. But you remember that girl oh. at the bar who was about to throw up? Just to like totally David Attenborough this situation. So it was Please. very, it was very strange because she, this girl walks up to the bar and we're going to assume that she didn't know these two guys. She definitely didn't. She didn't, right? So she goes up to these two guys who were like, it was a really busy bar and they were like, you know, and you're trying to catch a, a bartender's eye and it's like, you really have to focus. You can't just chit chat while queuing because it just never gets her. No. So she came up and she kind of like, I don't know, like hit one of them or pushed him and then like started like, don't you cut in front of me line or something, even though she was well behind them. And you could see your man was like a bit startled and taken aback being like, what, what, what are you saying? Turns out she fucking flip reverses it and it was some kind of flirting technique. And next thing we know, they're like bantering at the bar together. It was really, it looked like she was going for them. And then it was actually just her weird way of flirting. And then later on, we were back at the queue and they were still chatting away and talking. And she was like on her, like she was talking to them and she had to turn away and then vomited in her mouth and swallowed it. And like, she's like, oh my God, this girl's really fucked. And she didn't look really fucked. So it's starting fights and making friends and then vomiting. And I was like, what is going on? And then... uh, and then they were leaving. She and looked then they nowhere left. close to vomiting, by the way. She, like, she looked, looked, honestly, she looked so together. It was so weird that she was vomiting. And then she, so she did the sick burp <laughs> and then took out her phone and just continued using her phone. It was like pretty baller. It was pretty like. Pretty hustler. Much, it takes a hustler she to know hustler, do you know? You she could have worn your zip up. <laughs> she could have worn my zip up. She's a hustler. <laughs> she wanted no one. If you throw up, it's home time. If you throw up at the bar, like into people's drinks, they were front row. And swallowed it. Swallowed it and then just went on her phone, like back onto Instagram I go. I saw her then doing that, yeah. But and besides, then she left with them. I saw them leave. Like they, I think they were going on to another. She is a hustler. They were going on to another bar. I don't think they weren't going home. Home. This was only at like half eleven, twelve. But yeah, I was glad to kind of show you and Rachel. It was great being under your wing. Yeah, I was glad to show it to you. I do think it's better midweek, but you got a taste of it at least. Right back to cults. Yeah, one of the ones that always that I always remember when thinking about cults was the Jim Jones one. The People's Temple. I can never remember the name of it. Mm. I just always associate it with drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, because that's where the whole thing came from. Mm. You forget, like that's what I—that's a phrase that I would say all the time. Like, oh, drinking the Kool Aid, and it's actually so so awful to say that it's about nine hundred nine people drinking a cyanide laced flavored drink and nine hundred nine people dying. Like it's a bit dark. It's awful, and I don't think people know that that's because I remember. I think I only heard that was the where it came from yeah when i saw the documentary it's strange isn't it so in 1955 jim jones founded Is it 1955? yeah jim jones founded the people's temple in indianapolis he grew concerned that a nuclear attack would fall on the area so he took it upon himself to move his congregation to eureka california see california a lot of stuff happens in california it's very like doomsday doomsday which he thought would be safer Paranoia struck again in 1977, this time born out of media attention, and Jones moved the People's Temple in a settlement in Guyana dubbed Jonestown. Jim Jones, Jonestown. Oh my God, so mine would be Lionstown. Yeah, 
Cabinet yeah. So U.S. Congressman Leo Ryan decided to visit the People's Temple's new location in 1978 That's in order so in order to investigate reports of the abuse of members. He was shot and killed by four members of the People's Temple. Jones then instructed all of his followers to drink a flavor aid laced with cyanide. Over 900 dead bodies were discovered at the settlement, including Jones's, who had a bullet wound to the head. But you know the reporters try. They the reporters went to investigate. And then obviously things took a turn and they were like, we need to get out of here. And then they were going to the little plane that would take them off and they started shooting at the plane. Oh. Imagine being reported. It's really scary. It's really scary. And it was like babies and stuff. Like there was children. There was loads of children. Was there 909 people? Yeah, because it was like full-blown families that would go there. Oh, God. It's so dark. However, I do like the idea of moving to an island for my other cult. Okay, go on. Um, My second cult is my... Will be my second unused children's name because my mum won't talk to me if I call my child this so the the name I wanted to call my child was Winter Palace oh my god I remember you telling me this years ago because I was like whoa like I was honestly captivated by these two names (laughs) Champagne Forest and Winter Palace so Winter Palace I think what we would do is it would be a paradox it would be on an island a sunny island Oh, cunning ruse. Yeah, so, you know, things aren't what they seem. Uh-huh. On an island, we'll sw- swap up the colour schemes. It will have a lot of similarities to Champagne Forest. Mm-hmm. Champagne Forest is more on l- land. You know, it's not an island. It's part of a bigger land. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> and Winter Palace, because it's an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. It would be about vitamin D. Mm-hmm. It would be about you know exercise all the things you don't do in winter oh, okay um, like a cure for winter it would be a cult for people who suffer from sad syndrome which i suffer from oh, okay well then yeah that's really you can really recruit the vulnerable there it's a really good idea your marketing campaign would be amazing so be like hey never want to see winter again come with me do you get down be like winter? noah's ark and you could be standing at the at the foot of this big wooden ship and take everyone two by two to winter's but palace. instead of an ark it would be like what's more fitting or like a one of those below deck boats those super yachts yeah or like you know the donuts (laughs) 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 it has to be fun the one of the ways you're gonna kick sad syndrome in the ass is to have fun so we try is on is on a banana boat (laughs) all new um potential (laughs) potential recruits would be taken on their donuts (laughs) of their banana boat off to the island of Winter Palace. We'll call it the People's Winter Palace. And they would arrive. They'd be given their backpack made from sustainable materials, mm-hmm. that which would include suntan lotion. You yes. have to be careful in the sun. UV, it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> a nice baseball hat, which I have a lot of. Yeah. Maybe a leopard one. Of course, on brand. Yeah, so leopard hat, sun, sun cream. cream. Specific, a third item, specific sun cream for your lips. It is the most sensitive oh, yeah. skin on your body. And as a large-lipped woman, <laughs> I have been countlessly targeted by the sun <laughs> and burnt these babies. <laughs> so that's the third thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe like a, a pina colada upon yeah, arrival. Yeah, welcome cocktail. Upon arrival, yeah. That sounds really good. I like... Sounds like Honestly, a just made this up on the spot here. Yeah. Like, I knew the two names. But, like, do I want a cult? I think you're in, um, you've got a good few recruits listening, I'm sure. 
Yeah, so anyone who would be up for, I know what I'll call it, Camp Winter Palace, because it's seasonal. Anyone who wants to maybe go on a banana boat or a donut (laughs) over to the island. It would have to be on like the equator because then you could... Oh, I'd be I'd get plaits done in my hair. I'd be like yeah. an island woman. And they're on a steel drums. I'm basically just thinking of my ideal lifestyle and then just saying it's a cult. <laughs> it's a cult yeah. So if anyone's interested, it doesn't exist, but your support would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> and then Champagne Forest is kind of a more more, more rustic approach, I would say. Mm. Um, and it's not seasonal. We do that all year round. All year round, yeah. You could holiday at Winter Palace. Yeah, a lot of people do that because of the change in temperatures and stuff. So we have a lot of customers who start off <laughs> in Champagne Forest and then they are recruited over to Winter Palace yeah. and they kind of help new recruits and, you know, there's meetings and... Yeah, yeah, it's um, interchange One-to-ones. Yeah. And then they become senior... Uh, oh, and like progression up the chain. Yeah, of course. They become senior members of the prospective camps. Yeah. Um, oh God, what will you call all your minions? Who work for you? Minions? Honeys? Honey. <laughs> I need to Winter get to, Palace Honeys. I need to get to my like super sweet status. <laughs> Move up the chain. And you could charge people money to get higher and higher up. Oh. Someone's got to pay for it. May as well be your followers. I just assumed it would be my wealthy future husband. He can't, he can't fund your whole cult. This could be get very popular. But we would do sponsored advertising and stuff. Or so Pina like, Clad is brought to you by... Brought to you by... Malibu. Yeah, oh, that sounds so good right now, doesn't it? <laughs> Everything's brought to you by something. Okay, it sounds like, starting to sound a little bit like Fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great idea Billy had. Oh my God, it does sound like Fire Festival. They'd literally be given a piece of bread and a piece of easy singles. <laughs> and no internet. Oh my God, I'd be Billy. <laughs> You're going to prison. <laughs> oh... Okay, do you want to hear about some, well, what I think are modern day cults? Yeah. So obviously there's Scientology, but I think that's a welcome known fact that that's a cult. It's kind of bog standard cult, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've just gotten used to it. Yeah, it's a similar vibe of like aliens, some human thinks that they're the second coming. Science. Science. It ticks all the boxes. Hollywood, murder, and stealing money from your followers. Done. Next up is Kabbalah. Oh, well, that was very, very trendy circa early 2000s. How many celebrities were involved? You had Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, Madonna. Madonna Mick was Jagger, the Jagger, Jerry Hall. Just a celebrity after celebrity. I always wanted that red piece of string. Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. They're $26. This red piece of string. 26. Or a piece of string is definitely like under a pound. So it's a derivative of, exactly. It's a derivative of... It, Judaism, isn't Judaism it? Judaism from the book of Zohar, right? And, oh yeah. So it was discovered by Rabbi Philip Berg and his wife, Karen. <laughs> so he went to Israel, kind of figured it out that we could create this like derivative. He was a former insurance salesman and he began teaching classes out of his insurance office with his second wife, Karen, his former secretary. Karen is a fake name. The Bergs hoped to make Kabbalah accessible to groups that were traditionally excluded from its studies such as non-Jews and women but the centre struggled for years Madonna walks in and poof I remember she was the cover girl girl for it in the early 2000s and didn't she like get Britney Spears onto it yeah and there's this whole thing right about the Kabbalah water that cost like that cost like seven dollars to drink yes 
they instructed, they're all like, oh, it can heal you and all this stuff. And it's very, they told one guy, a terminally ill uh, man from Los Angeles, he could cure himself by filling his swimming pool with the blessed water. And Don't it, tell me he did it. Cost thousands of dollars to do it. Did he do it? They they break up marriage. Yeah, he did do it. It didn't work. And um, they break up marriages when one partner opposes Kabbalah. They were able to like divorce them. It exploited volunteers. It's and they then, all exploit volunteers. Sick. Yes. And oh yeah, and they were like got they got in trouble for threats of violence, claims to cure cancer, misuse of funds, tax evasion. It's just so mental that sounds like a soap opera it was just mad how many why so many celebrities got involved but it was so it wasn't like Gwyneth Paltrow one yeah it right. was so um in your face like everyone was talking about it and then yeah. it kind of went away I know hang on there is a reason why it went away so and it's so it's because of all these scandals that kind of dr- drove away a lot of the celebrity followers some moved to more like trendy religions while others became like disillusioned by the financial demands. Like you have to pay all this money to, to stay involved. Oh, like in Scientology. Yeah. Where does that money go? Into their pockets, I assume. Into Karen's pocket. Into Karen and Rabbi Philip Berg. <laughs> Crazy. That's definitely one of the most modern ones I can think of. But I do want to hear about because you said I looked like Jared Leto earlier. What's the buzz of his? Because I still don't know what it is. So in 2020, Jared Leto and his band 30 Seconds to Mars started a cult. The band invited fans who called themselves the Echelon to retreat in Croatia where Leto, dressed in white robes, hosted hundreds of his devotees for a three-day music festival complete with yoga and movie screenings. That literally is what happens in the WeWork series and he's playing your man. So. Why is that a cult? Because no one really knows what goes on at these. It's like, a, apparently it's like a fan experience, but the money is crazy. So the package of the retreat cost, minimum cost is $995 and went all the way up to 6500 The highest tier gave his Echelon an exclusive VIP experience, calling it Camp Mars. Sorry, it started from Camp Mars, which was in Malibu. And now this new one is in Croatia. Oh but like, God. isn't that kind of like a Coachella ticket though? So basically, they, they're playing on the fact that they have a cult following. So they're kind of leaning into, oh, this is our cult of that fans. so fun if you really like a band. Is that a cult? So diehard fans don't mind spending a fortune to hang out with the, with the musician on an island. Croatia as well. Croatia. It's just the photos are kind of weird because everyone's wearing white. Let me see. I like myself. This one. So they're saying, like, apparently they don't know what, like, what goes on at the island. So it's up for debate. And there was no reporter there. It's really there. expensive, yeah. I but that's know. like if you do like glamping, the upper tier of glamping where it's like basically a house. Mm. No? Yeah, it just seems a bit seedy. I don't know. I he has a lot of allegations about him. Does he? Yeah, he does. In that Fluently Forward podcast where they go through all like the Hollywood blinds. There's some sick shit about him getting with younger girls. So I just, that just so doesn't say well with me. Oh, I, anything you say, I believe. <laughs> Maybe I'm a cult leader all along. You have the intelligence <laughs> and aura to be a, a good cult leader. Oh, I don't know what my cult would be about though. Probably about energy, drag race. <laughs> no, energy, like mindfulness. Yeah. Like, you know the way I call you Pastor Gaz for people who haven't listened to like earlier on episodes. To all our new listeners. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Bienvenue. Slauncha. (laughs) Hello. Clara always is coming up with these like philosophical 
outlooks on life and like it always cuts me deep oh maybe it'd be like the church of pastor gaz yeah i just came to i don't know gazville gazville gaz if you know me pastor if we've just met pastor g but the reason i'm called gary is because i once was oh sorry yeah i I once was on a work call and it was early in the morning and i was like hey it's clara here and he (laughs) the the person on the other end of the phone goes oh how's it going gary i said no my name's clara i'm a woman and he was like not even sorry he was like oh jay's as well it's not what you sound like sorry not sorry gary sorry not sorry And then I call you Alan because Sophie does all our um, stats. <laughs> stats. Have you ever heard me calling her Alan? Because you know that scene in Alan in The Hangover when he's trying to work out really all the equations. The gambling. And anytime I check any or any of the insides parts of ACAS, Sophie gets really annoyed at me for going through her filing drawers, <laughs> filing cabinets. I actually, when you said something to me about a stat that I hadn't told you and you had gotten the information it, yourself, I was like, how did you find that out? That wasn't in my morning briefing. That wasn't in the briefing. <laughs> Have you been looking in fi- external files that aren't yours? So yeah, it's Pastor Gaz and Alan on this podcast, not Sophie and Clara. so much for listening and tuning in again for another episode of 30 Flirty and Perishing once again welcome to all our new listeners yes swipe up or check the episode description on how to join Champagne Forest and Camp Winter Palace applications are open oh also let's not forget the Pastor Gaz the House of Pastor Gaz what do we call it? I think it was the House of Pastor Gaz I'm not trying to be rude but the clicks that you'll get when <laughs> My two were there, <laughs> just sort of reading the room. Mine was kind of a lot more research went into it, and like I had a business plan. You just kind of like you don't even know the name of your own calls. <laughs> Swooped in with like, do you like crystals? You want to talk about deep things? Come my way. Yeah, you just kind of said it, and there was no meaning behind it. And all right, fire festival. My <laughs> Billy's thought about hers. I really want to do my cults. Anyway, thank you so much also to our original listeners. You guys have our been... OGs. Our OGs. Yeah, you guys Followers been, from the start. You guys have been with us from the beginning. Um, no, you guys have been um, great with sharing it. So thank you so much for sharing with your friends. And we hope you're still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And send us a message if there's something that you want us to talk about. Yes, we'd love to know, actually, if there's a topic, a although, stone you want unturned. Although I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> And you can follow us on Instagram at Soph underscore Lions and at Classy Cabana. Please go back if you're a new listener, actually, and go listen to some old episodes. I wonder, I'd say the newer episodes are, or the older episodes are so weird to listen to. I know, I did that. I was searching for a clip. I, I needed a clip of us talking. I was like, do you know how I go back into episode oh. one? It sounds so different. It's really uncomfortable. It's just so... I've heard it loads, but like, just of having not listened to it in a while. Yeah, it's really... And I kind of forget the things I've said, like the stories I've told. Yeah, and yeah. then that makes me... Yeah, one of the girls is playing it for her dad, actually, which is so funny. Um, and she was like, yeah, you do sound really different. Yeah, so may- maybe go... But we're growing and changing. And if you're not changing, you're growing. No, if you're not growing... You're not changing. Correct. <laughs> but yeah, big thanks for listening and we love you lots. Do you want to do... Um, Why not? Your catchphrase or... Dare to be different, darlings. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.